Hey, y'all. This is the BVI Empowered Podcast, highlighting those in the BVI community that have made a positive impact. I am your host, Saida Victoria. And I'm your host, Jay Flicks. Whether it's professional or personal, we will sit down and share their stories with you. And I promise you, you will be amazed and inspired. Welcome back to the BVI Empowered Podcast. Thank you for joining, y'all. I am your host, Joe Fleeks. And I am your host, Saida Victoria. And tonight, we have a very special guest with us. Definitely has made an impact and continuing to make an impact in the BVI community. Yes, and has a very powerful story that he wants to share and empower us all. So please help me to welcome Chris Carroll. Welcome. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for sitting down with us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate any opportunity to get messages out. Yes, awesome, yes. Awesome. You know, Crystal, um, before we get started with the interview, we 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 like to sit down and um just get to know about your visual impairment, uh, the level of it and what was the cause. So, you know, you mind letting us know about that. Well, I have optic nerve neuritis and neuropathy. Part of my optic nerve is dead and part of it does not make good connection. The degree of impairment is actually quite severe. My right eye is completely useless. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm black in that. I don't even see the light out of it most of the time. Mm. My left eye, what a normal sighted person can see at 200 feet, I can see at 20 feet if the lighting and the contrast are right. And I also have a very narrow field of vision cause of it was a prescription drug interaction that messed up my nerves for my genetic uh, predisposition. Wow. So not much of that is too usable, would you would you think, um, Saida? No. No, because so if we have to break it down, you'd have to be very close to to see clearly and probably right. still cannot see details right like I, you wouldn't be able to see a, a mole on somebody's face or anything like that no 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 uh, right facial recognition even if i'm standing kind of face to face with you right wow i can see where your eyes go i can yeah. see the uh, skull cutouts but i can't yeah like tell where your pupils are or anything along those lines all right well that that is interesting because you know especially your cause. And I know that there are listeners that can relate to things of that nature. I know that optic nerve is very, you know, it's a very touchy, very finicky nerve in our body and actually one of the only nerves that cannot be repaired in our body. So once that damage is there, you're kind of, what is it? We're, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> with totally that, agree. So, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it, you know, it is what it is. Life happens. You've got to make the best got to make the best of what you got. I, I do. Absolutely. You know, I can see to walk and things like mm-hmm. that out of the one eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Um, you know, you yeah. just got to be grateful for what you got and got to keep pressing on. I know. And you know, Chris, the thing is your story. I mean, I just, you're, it's so powerful and so strong. And why don't you share a little bit with us about your past who you are what made you who you are today do you you mind sharing with us just a little about you absolutely not i'll be glad to share anything you want to know there is Mm -hmm. no topics off limits with me awesome i'm I'm pretty open i love those type of guests thank you yes indeed i love that (laughs) 
Well, mm-hmm. it started out, my father was quite the bully. Um, I was actually an abused child. Mm. Um, my first memories are of being crouched face down on the floor, my hands over my head, my arms protecting my ribs because Pop was going to kick me oh, or wow. hit me or throw me around. I, you know, it was a quite a regular occurrence. I was a rambunctious child, and evidently I got on his nerves. How old were you? You said your first memory. I, I, I'm always curious to see how far a person's memory can go. What was, what would you say your age was? Uh, I was about six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking somewhere mm-hmm. around in there. I was right. just a little fellow. Yeah. yeah, poor thing. But yeah. despite that, I've always been a charitable-minded individual. Another one of my first memories, I was seven years old and there was an organization called the March of Dimes, and that helped uh, paraplegic kids. Right. I remember that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You did various activities, and my dad actually rode one of those old, they call them bone shaker bicycles with the huge front wheel Wheel-y and the yeah. T90 yeah. little back yes. wheel. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I, and, and I rode a unicycle six miles. Oh, wow. I was seven or eight at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, raising money for the kids in the wheelchairs and stuff. Aww. So I've, al- yeah. I've always been a giving, charitable-minded man. And right. that's how I've made a living. Of course, advance a little farther on, when I was 15, my sister... Uh, committed suicide. She shot herself in the heart. Oh, no. That's the first of three suicides that's actually happened in my family. Oh, wow. My father also committed suicide quite a bit later on. Right. Um, I was about 36, 37 mm. when Walter passed. He had an infection that he didn't take medicine for. Mm. And so it got, he had a MRSA staph infection that infected his brain and killed him. Mm. And then I had a nephew who's also a victim of the fentanyl opiate crisis. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so much, so much trauma and yes. so much you, you was dealing with at, at a, as a young child at a young age. How, how was you, right. how was you handled mentally? Like, what was your, what was your levels like at that time well one of the things i did which is not a recommended course of action is i became an alcoholic Mm. yeah i i i guess i was self-medicating i don't know i've never looked at it that hard yeah it sounds like it could be though that could be trying to escape all the pain i mean right (laughs) yeah you know eventually the alcohol just quit working Mm-hmm. Um, you know, alcohol was my problem solver, but then it became my problem. Mm. Right. And fortunately, I was able to see that quite early. I actually quit drinking October 31st, 1999. Oh, good. Good for you. Well, congratulations. Yes. Yeah. That's a blessing. Congratulations mm-hmm. for that, for sure. The strength. Nothing I did. It's uh, <laughs> It all belongs to God, the creator. Yeah, grace of God, right? created my life. Yeah. And my faith and my belief in 
uh, the creator of the universe, is what has sustained me throughout the years. Mm. It has seen me through all of my pain, mm-hmm. all of my issues. Um, of course, you know, I've lost others as well. My mother was in hospice for 18 months until she decided she'd had enough and dropped her body. I, I love the term drop the body as opposed to passed away or died. Right. Um, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it symbolizes her going home. Her, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience rather than human beings having a spiritual experience. Mm. Right. And the term dropping the body just encapsulates freedom to me. Absolutely. Very well put. In 2023 is actually when I lost my vision. That's when I lost my sight. It happened, it happened very suddenly. I was on a prescription drug for pain management. I, I had gotten into an accident the year before, and I racked up seven discs in my back and neck that are torn, ruptured, herniated, or otherwise messed up. Oh, wow. That's, that's, and, that's some discomfort. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a little. <laughs> and one of the things that happened was my sciatic nerve got pinched mm. by my L4 and L5. So I was on this particular medication, which I can't name uh, for liability purposes and slander and all that, uh, legal purposes. But I was on this medication, a small dose of it. And then when Hurricane Michael brushed by the shores of Florida, which is where I lived, Something shifted in my neck and pinched my occipital nerve, and that drove me to my knees. Mm. That was a pain like I'd never experienced. So I went back to the doctor, and he increased my dose of this prescription medication, and it threw me into hallucinations. I was in complete and total visual hallucinations for six weeks. Saw some really cool stuff, some stuff that people pay good money to see, you know. Yeah, what is that? What exactly does that mean, Chris? What does that mean? Does it mean like so you just were sitting there and you just would see things? Is that is that what that is like? Or what do you mean by that? Well, uh put it to you this way. I'm a nature lover, so in the morning I would do breakfast on my you know, I would physically be on my lanai, but in my mind's eye, I would be on the African plane. Wow. Oh, wow. Or, <laughs> or wow. in the mountains of Siberia, or the coolest thing I saw at night, I lived on a canal. Uh, waterf- I had a waterfront home on a canal, and the lights playing off the water would turn my lanai, my back porch, into a submersible. And I'd be swimming with the skates and the rays and the dolphins, wow. just watching them go by. You know, I knew in my head it was a hallucination, obviously, and I was, you know, mentally aware enough to know that I was not in a submersible, but that's what I saw. Right. And, yeah. Something yeah. you couldn't control. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, I had made a lot of good graces in the community. Uh, I used to give charity concerts, uh, still do, uh, for nonprofits, you know, raise money. Uh, awareness type things or groups like the American Heart Association, the American Cancer Society, 
don'tburygoodorgans.org is run by one of my best friends. So if if you have any questions about organ donation and how that works, go to www.don'tburygoodorgans.org. Anyhow, uh, the community actually fed me and the woman I was living with and a friend of mine for six weeks while I was in hallucinations. I couldn't cook. Her leg was broke, so she was stuck in a wheelchair with her leg straight out. Mm. So we couldn't mm. even feed ourselves. Right. Oh, that's but so that there was around. some friends in the community rallied around and made sure that I had cooked food and, you know, could get where I needed to go and did everything they needed to do for me. Uh, you know, so it's one of those I give, give, give. But when I need, 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 I have, have, have. Yes, that uh, is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's blessing uh, right there. It is. And Chris, when did, when did you realize, I know you were hallucinating. So you probably thought, I mean, your eyes were, you don't know anything about your eyes then because you were seeing all kinds of stuff. When did you realize right. that that medication had damaged or was doing something to your eyes? Was it all of a sudden or was it just slowly like, Hey, my eyes are acting funny. Very, very quickly. Um, ah, okay. I, I, I had, when I went to the doctor for the occipital nerve, they increased several medications. Right. And so I suspected it was all the medications all along, but I'd do things like there were three of them and, you know, I'd take two of them and then one, and then I'd take one of the other ones and then two. And, uh, you know, so it was about maybe three, four days into it before I nailed it to the Lyrica. And the way yeah. I nailed it to the Lyrica, I, I was talking with two ladies who one of them I li- one of them I lived with, and one of them was a friend. And mm-hmm. I, I dropped the Lyrica, and in five minutes I started telling them what was going on, and like the mm-hmm. walls was going red. It was like uh, blood or paint was dripping down the walls, and I'm narrating. Oh wow. <laughs> so wow. that's when we yeah. that's when we nailed it to the lyric that the that's what bad we're doing. symptoms. Yeah. yeah, the side effects. So when you took it, it was it was instant almost kind of started doing it. Did it go away though? Would it like when the medicine wore off, did it did your sight get better or did it just keep getting worse and worse? Well, after six weeks I came out of hallucinations. Uh because mm-hmm. they had to titrate me down off the drug. They, they couldn't just withdraw me straight. Yeah, take mm-hmm. it right. Exactly. So, so after six weeks, which was actually two weeks after I had taken my last dose of this medic medication, um that's when my sight actually returned. And uh I say return. It, it was not right. It was what it was. It's actually gotten a little better since then, but not a lot. Right. Of course, some of it may be just my brain's gotten used to it and has figured out how to exist in the new reality. Right. But yes. after the hallucinations, I was left with what I got. Right. Right. And what it is, what it is today. Right. What was your, you know, your mental levels at that level? Like, what did you experience 
yourself just realizing that your sight will not ever be the same. It wasn't the same, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm very much an it-is-what-it-is person. Mm. I, I took the necessary steps, saw the medical professionals, did all those things I was supposed to do. Right. And, you know, you just got to pick up and got to move on. There, there's no need. You can't wallow in it. I mean, your options are you can slit your wrist, you can sit and cry, or you can pick up and move on. What choices you got? Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there are just true. no options. So I, I chose to look at it. Uh, you know, in the Bible, they talk about St. Paul on the road to Damascus. And him mm-hmm. being blinded and then seeing life and his creator in a new way. Yeah. So I used to jokingly refer to this as my uh, road to Damascus moment. Right. And I saw yeah. life in a different way. Uh, yeah. You know, it kind of made me stop and think about what I was doing. Uh, I was caught up in the material world. I was caught up in, mm. you know, looking for the yes. flashy cars. I was driving a Cadillac. You know, I was breaking my heart. And I realized that I had lost what was important in life. Everything in my life just got flipped around. Right. You know, I I was on the trajectory of loving things and using people. Mm. Then all of a sudden, you know, with my with my perspective shift and my the fact that I could now see, even though my eyes were blinded, I could now see. Right. I came to a place of loving people and using things. Mm-hmm. You know, people are what yeah. the journey is all about. Man. It's all about the people. Right. It is. Yes. That's such a good way of putting that. Yeah. And you already said that she was a, such a terrible person as, as, as a youth. Yeah. So that seems like you're going through that process just enhance you of being much more of a helper and just want to do more for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I'm in the business I'm in. I, you know, I, I noticed the cracks and the pitfalls in the journey through blindness and the journey to adjustment to blindness. And that's what I'm trying to do is reach out and help people and pull them along. I just was wondering, what would you say your, your biggest challenge has been after your visual impairment, like life after blindness? What is your your biggest challenge? Well, uh, my biggest opportunity, I have no more challenges. I have opportunities. Mm, Mm. I Mm. like that. Yeah. Learning how to navigate and building confidence. Mm. You know, lack of Mm. confidence is a killer. Yes, it is. Lack a lack of confidence and the transportation issues lead a lot of people with visual impairment into isolation. Yes, it does. Oh, yes. Talk yes. about it. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and, and human beings are social creatures. We are not made to be isolated. Right. And so you yeah. get the isolation. You get the lack of confidence that breeds anxiety, that breeds depression. Depression, yes. That that breeds all kinds of, you know, just mental anguish and angst. Yes, yes, yes. And we take what was or what could have been a great life Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Throw it away. Yeah, we lose it. Just because we can't see, right? And right. It's like just right. because, right. like we're still who we are. We yeah. just can't see, and we need to realize that. But we can't connect with others, and it it it, it makes us just fall down that slippery slope, and it just becomes yes. a heavier weight that eventually just you can't lift up anymore. Right. You know, my eyes don't work. The rest of me is a number one, top notch. Right. My mind is up. good. Yes. My voice is good. And everybody, everybody, every person out there, every person listening has a message and something useful to say and something useful to do. Yes. Just got to figure out how to do it. That's it. What it is and how to do it. And that's the true message. Um, I I am a mentor slash life coach for the blind. Ooh, yay. I help people mm-hmm. with their medical problems because, as you know, particularly in Western medicine, doctors are reluctant to give us up, even if they're not the right doctors, because we require, you know, we we require seven thousand dollars worth of testing every six months. Right. They don't yeah. want to give up their Caribbean vacation. <laughs> they, you know, and one of the things I did, I did a just a non-scientific, just a small study of some of the blind groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And 50% of the people in there had never heard of a low vision specialist. Wow. You know, the low, the low guy with all the tips and tricks to how right. to maximize your vision. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Never heard of him, let alone had not seen him. Mm. Right. Yeah. That to me is just that's intolerable, man. That's right. Uh, you know, that's that's sick, warped, and disgusted. Well, you know, Chris, that's the problem with a lot of of, of our community. It happens to me. It happened to Joe. Like when yeah. we lose our sight, we don't know. We we don't know what's out there. We don't know the things that can help us because I'm not aware of any of these things. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. We have no educate, no awareness. I I don't know. It, like I've never even met another blind person before I went blind. So I had no idea what was out there for me, and it took me probably about eight years to actually find some some services that in, in, in the BVI right, community, right. which made a complete right. difference in my life. You know, that's when you see other people like you, it makes a big it makes difference. A difference. It makes it a does. big difference. One, 100%. So, you know, that's one of the things I do. The, the resources, so, you know, mm-hmm. after I lost my sight is when I learned to cook. Nice. Yes, yes, I yes. I never... Done anything but get <laughs> up a can of beanie weenies in the microwave <laughs> before yeah. I lost my vision. Uh, now I'm the primary cook in my house. I, I, I thankfully am married to a very, very great woman. She mm-hmm. is the backbone of my life. Beautiful. Right. She despises cooking. Whether it's good or bad. Right. But good right. thing to you, though, you, that's a skill that you right. picked up after, you know, right. you know, your yeah. condition. And yeah. so that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that knowledge and that that confidence that you have, because I think cooking takes confidence, too. You know, it does. Sure, you know, it's sure. A, 
Everything yeah. we do takes confidence. That hot skillet or that hot pot, and you know you're dealing with it. You got a sharp <laughs> knife, you're cutting up things. It's a, it's a little Absolutely. too for others out there. So the fact yeah. that the the oops moments can be very painful in the kitchen. So absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So good thing to you taking that fight on. Hey, there, there has been a burner too. Yeah, there's been a burner too, and a slice or two, but oh, not a slice or two. Oh, my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) But we've all had them. I've had a slice or two as well. I've had a couple of slices, (laughs) so I understand. And Chris, what what keeps you going? What motivates you? What, What keeps you going? Why do you do this? Truthfully, the vision that there is somebody out there, a man or a woman somewhere is crying in the depths of despair Mm. who needs my help. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's that helper in you coming out. Yeah. You know, uh, part of what I do, I build a confidence. But the other thing I noticed in the thing that I do is there is nobody in the English-speaking world who can help us with the emotional traumas caused by situations from blindness. There's just nobody. Yeah. I yeah. went through. Yeah. I went, yeah. I went through the Veterans Administration. Mm. I went through several online resources. I went through the Division of Blind Services in each and every state in the Union that is America. Which mm-hmm. nobody to who could actually relate. The best they had to suggest was peer-to-peer counseling. Yeah. Well, peer-to-peer yeah. works great if you are open to it, but most people are not going to be open and honest. Right. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So that is one of the pillars that my program stands on, is yes. helping you deal with it and helping your family understand, too. Mm. Right. You know, yes. We have to work with the families. Yes, I do. Because they don't get it. They don't understand. Right. Uh, you know, and it's not their fault. It's not their but my total mission and wherever this leads me to, uh, you know, eventually I hope to change the way the blind see society and society sees the blind. Mm. Yes. It is my intention to work on both aspects to get people to a place of better understanding of what it means to be visually impaired and what does it look like in our world and how to react. Right. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but I suspect you have, where people have been overly helpful. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Man, that's one of the, that just aggravates me. I'm yes. fully capable. I, you know, my little my little stick, my little rollerball tells me everything I need to know. Mm. And so you've got the overlay helpful, and and then on the other side, you've got those who deal with it, pick it up. You can see, yeah, it. yeah, okay. yeah. You know, so, yeah. so somewhere in between is the right one. And, yes. and then those who try to guide you and don't know how to guide you and you know, I want to make it a better experience for everybody involved. And that's what it needs to be. Yes. You know, that's my mission in life. That's what, uh, for this season of my life, that's what God has put on my heart. Yes. You know, Chris, that's an, that's an important thing that you just said, because there is a fine line, because 
you know, sighted people, we want them to be one way, you know, we want them to be this way. I know we did another uh, one of our podcasts and Mm -hmm. my daughter, and it was things sighted people should know, right? And my daughter, she calls and she tells me, she's like, mom, I, we just don't know what you want. You want us to do this. You want us to do that. Why, why don't you, you know, what do you guys want from us? And that so is a fine line that they have it to, is a fine is. line. And so when you said somewhere in the middle, but you need to, I, I mean, you, are you going to tell us like how, how do we determine where that middle line is? Is that, you know, is that easy for you to do? Is that hard and to do? I believe do? that comes with what how Chris said. It's going to come with comfortability, building up the awareness, and building up confidence in both societies to be able to interact with each other. Communication. Exactly. Oh, there you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. Yeah, and, and, there you, go. you know, this whole thing breaks down to, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yes, you know, right. Yeah, you're right. In, yeah. in my in my opinion, sighted people are glad to help. They are mm-hmm. uncomfortable helping because they don't know it's what it's awkward. We need. Right. right. Exactly. And, awkward. and then with our lack of confidence, mm. we don't speak up. There we go. We don't speak up, and we may not even know what we need. So they end up trying to help and do it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so true. Yeah. And that communication, you're right, because that's what she was saying. Well, tell me what you want. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, it's common sense, but it's not common sense it's to not, them. No. So, yeah. We got to talk. We got to educate. You got to remember their reality is not our reality. Exactly. Not. Yes. Wow. And there's times well, where you don't feel like educating. And at that time, you know, just yeah, simple. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> But and it changes know. from day to day. And it, and yeah, it's hard it to does change. That. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. I can see things today that I won't be able to do tomorrow. See tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you is know? true. And, and yeah. I mean, there was an instance where I was in front of a statue of a horse. The The horse was nine feet tall, 20 feet long. It was wrought iron. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. I could hit it with my cane. I mean, I was that close. But right. because I was looking towards the background of bushes and my mm. lack of depth perception, right. the horse melded into the bush. Now I walked around to the other side where the backdrop was uh, sidewalks and bricks. I could see it just fine. Right. But yeah. how do you communicate that? How do you yes, tell that? Exactly. And how do you how make do you... them understand? Right. You know? Because it's not their reality. Right. And imagine the frustrations we get and we go through because we can't. And that's why I think it is important for us to learn effective communication because that can put a lot of stress on us too because we cannot communicate it the right way. And then we're stressed out. Yes. And we're we're looking like those bitter, angry, blind people (laughs) that, you know, nobody don't want to help out that. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. You know, it's as frustrating for the family as it is for us. Yes, yes. Uh, everybody. Right. Because they yeah. want to do the right thing. They want to help us. They want to be there right. for us. But yeah. they don't know how. That's part of my program. What is your um your business name, your company name? Do you have so you, do you have a coaching business? Is that what you Yes, ma'am? I do. It is my website is www.steps.com. In recovery.org. I love that. 
That's I do too. That is a wonderful too. name, and it's easy to catch on with as well. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. That, uh, that's how we recover, one step at a time. Yes, sir. Exactly. For yes, our sir. listeners, Chris, why don't you, like, what, how, if I am going blind or just went blind, how can you help me? First of all, like I said, we get your medical records. We make sure you are getting the right treatment. Uh, now, I do this over Zoom. I do this over phone if necessary. Sight's not necessary. Uh, but the first thing we do is we make sure your medical is right. So we save whatever vision you've got. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, based on that, we'll go from there and, you know, make yeah. sure, like I said, make sure you got the right doctors, the right mm -hmm. specialists, the right people. Right. Then we get support. I call them support personnel. People to teach you how to cook, how to clean, how to function in daily life. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. What, whatever help you need. I'm a resource man. Yes. And then going along, we deal with the emotions of the situations. We kind of get you pivoted to a place where you want to be productive. Okay. We yeah. set some goals. I help you reach those goals. Mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. One of the things I am um, trained to do, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trained in goal setting, figuring out your life's purpose. Right. And general happiness, I have studied those quite in depth, and I'm actually a certified master coach in those three areas. Wow! So we get you set on a get you set on a way of life that is productive and useful and happy to you. And we also do little a series of little tasks that'll help build your confidence. For instance. For me, my first task was figuring out how to get out to the yard. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I got lost in my own house, man. Yeah. You know, my, my house was set up funny. My house was set up funny, so I got lost in my own house. Right. So one of the things yeah. we do is we deal with tips, tricks, mm. so you get used to navigating inside. Yes. Then right. we take you into the yard. Then yes. we may go for a walk around the block. Or one step at a time. Yes, one step at a time. You know, and, and we build on little things. And then we teach you how to ride a bus. Mm. If you've mm. got public transportation in your area, we yeah. help make arrangements for, you know, getting to medical appointments or whatever you need. We do whatever you need. And this is all volunteer work? Well, and there's actually several packages available depending on your depth of need and how much time is going to be involved. One right. of the reasons I charge is I have to get the message out, and it right. costs. Right. Yeah. And it's cost, right. uh, you know, right. time costs. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. is a fee involved, but I'm pretty. It's a pretty nominal fee, and there's several packages you can choose from. That's right. good to know. For an yeah. for an intensive sixteen week program, where I'm with you, basically at least sight once a week for a couple of hours. And of course you have email access to me and instant communication for the most part. Right. For that, it's $4,000, but we back it down, you know, but that's an intensive, that's all of, and what, what I try to do and what I make happen is at the end of that time, 
you are capable of helping somebody else. Yes. Awesome. Well, Chris, we will definitely put the link to your website on there. Sure. Um, on on your description, we will promote you. Um, definitely for our listeners. And, hey. you know, Thank Someone you out there for needs this. Needs doing this what you're doing. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And um, just the, the to me, and, and this is for a lot of things, counselors, for doc, no one knows us and can help us better than somebody who's gone through what we've gone through. Right. And totally I, I'm agree. a true believer in that. So. Absolutely. Alcoholics Anonymous has proven the value of one, one having helped another. And that's what I hope to start within the blind community is awesome. Yes, you know I I don't know how it's going to play out. Obviously, nobody knows the future, but we need to be open. We we need to be open. We need to be honest, and we need to help each other. And then us helping each other will in turn help others. Yeah, and eventually there won't be a need for a guy like me. <laughs> I, I, I really want to work myself out of a job. No, I doubt it. Now, I, you know, unfortunately, I think a, a yes, like we're always, always going to need ones. that. Exactly. So, so Chris, for our listeners, now, tell us something that you know that they might not know about you. Yeah. Well, your listeners probably don't know a whole lot about me, but I will give you my slogan for life. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are 100% absolutely right. How this life treats you depends on how you treat this life. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's That's a good one. I think it's that time. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Chris, for that. Now it is time for a little fun, if you do not mind. Chris has been awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, don't don't worry because we will have direct links to him. And you know, we know where to find you, Chris. We're not going to sleep on this. This is not gonna be the last we'll hear from you. So but are you ready to have some fun with the game Chris? with your fast Fast money time let's get this few all right let's see me and steve harvey got it going on let's yeah see there you go i like that attitude (laughs) all right so like we said you know it's going to be 30 seconds that's going to be on the clock and your time is going to stop i'm going to not stop but going to start after the first question is read yes let's go other than letters, name something that people get in the mail. Advertisements. Name an occupation that begins with the letter J. Junk processor, junk removal. Name something that grows faster than you want it to grow. Kids. What could be something that you can buy which costs a dollar or less? Pack of gum. What word rhymes perfectly with buckle? Knuckle. There you go. That's hey, it. You got it oh in my there. gosh. How many did, did he hit? Did he do his? Six seconds. That was there you nice. go. 
had that some nice. seconds to score. Yeah, okay, let's see. He had some good answers. What the heck? What did you? Um, you he wasn't lying about him yeah. and Steve Harvey, huh? Yeah, he, he must he have Steve Harvey. Yeah, must have. yeah let's see him. here. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Other than, other than letters, name something that people get in the mail. Advertisement. 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 We all in. What do we call advertising? We call that like junk mail. Junk mail. Yes. Well, right. number one answer is junk mail slash advertisement. Number one it. answer. <laughs> um, and the junk. other, some oh, other ones. Is, yes. Whoa. Then we have magazines, bills, packages, and postcards and checks. But I never get the check. Never in the mail for me. But the check. <laughs> so, I'm not check in the mail. Yeah. I've seen a few of those myself. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All uh, right. What we have next? Name an occupation that begins with the letter J. That was a good one. That was junkyard, a hard one. Junkyard removal? Yes. Junk, junk removal. removal. So, yeah. Junk removal. Yeah, that was really a good so, one. So the first one is janitor. Okay. Judge slash justice. Jeweler. Jockey. Journalist. And did I say juggler? And he said juggler. They said juggler. So I guess juggler is a profession, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, got to respect those jugglers. So yeah, so the junkyard was close. A janitor was, you know, close to junkyard, but you know that was a hard one. I was sitting here when I I, I was trying to think of something. I, I could, like to think but then of janitor. I did, I did you think of janitor? I, I, I was thinking janitor. But then when I went down this list, I'm like, oh heck, there's a lot of them with the J. Yeah, but, it really know. is like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, mine went on the list, but that's all right. I swear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Name something that grows faster than you want it to. Kids. He ain't never lied. <laughs> you ain't never lied, right? Kids okay. Really, yes. So indeed. here's the thing. Number one answer was hair. Mm. But number two answer was kids slash babies. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Right? And then I tried putting dictionaries on my kids' heads. That didn't right? keep them yeah. either. <laughs> keep them, stop them from growing. Uh, lawn slash weeds, and that's the truth, too. Yeah. Um. Oh, my goodness. Belly. Florida, yes. Mm, belly they slash weight. They look up and <laughs> bellies be good, be good and big. E e easy, and then, easy, easy. <laughs> right. And then debt slash expenses. So, yeah, that, yep, that, that's, that, that's a good one. Yes, it is. Wait, this is funny because name something that you can buy with the dollar or less. I, my answer was nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Right. Okay. But he said gum, right? Right. So, right. Number number one answer was gum. There you go. Oh, oh, go. Oh. Yes, you are. Yes, back you on go. again. Look out. Yes, he's back in. <laughs> um, fast food. You know that dollar menu that they don't even have anymore. Uh -huh. Right, soft right. Drink. <laughs> soft drinks. So and a soft drink is not even true because you can't even buy a soda. A can of soda is over a dollar now. Yes, but nowadays. Maybe this was a long time ago. I don't know. Uh, newspaper. <laughs> but listen, because who buys a newspaper? Nobody what? even buys a newspaper yeah. anymore. You just look them up now. Buy, buy, and, right. buy a newspaper and mail it to a friend that's <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then stamp. And that's true, because you can buy oh, no, you a mail buy a stamp, stamp, one yeah. stamp. Yeah. I mean, yep. they're 69 cents. <laughs> yeah, right? They were, right, yeah, right. Exactly. All right. 
which word, and this is your last one, and which word rhymes perfectly with buckle? Knuckle. And I stumbled on this one. I did But I too. will tell you the number one answer is knuckle. Good job for you, Chris. Yes. So he had knuckle. <laughs> what was the other one? Knuckle, knuckle, suckle, is suckle yeah, a word? Suckle, yeah. chuckle, yeah. chuckle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, chuckle. And then, no, this is, what's a puckle? Puckle. Is that really something, a puckle? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a boil on the skin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, there you All go. All right. Well, there I did. That was so much fun. Thank you Chris, so you much, Chris. Awesome, yes. Awesome, awesome. Like, it's been yes. so nice to have you here, my guy. Thank you for sharing. More, more than happy to be here. And I hope to spread this message, and I hope to spread your message as well. Thank um, you Make sure so I get your links to your podcast, and I'll put it on my website and my social medias. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so and, you much. Know, and spreading awareness. We, we yes. Have them out here and spreading yes, 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 yes. Uh, before we let you go, Chris, go ahead and drop that one last good word of encouragement for our listeners. Again, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So you might as well think you can. Now go out and have the best day you want to have. There you have awesome. It, yes. If you can, yes. you know you're right. Let's go do it, y'all. Yes, listeners, thank you. That's Chris Carroll. You we heard him here, and we will have his direct links on there. So reach out to him and get that assistance, that help that you need from somebody that here. is that like help. us. Yes, he's one of our own. Help. Yes, indeed. Yes. Thank you again, Chris. It was my pleasure for being here. Thank <laughs> you. Until next time, listeners. Be blessed, y'all. Thank you for your support. We hope you enjoyed the show. BVI Empowered is hosted by Saida Victoria and Jay Fleeks. And produced by our main man, Stephen C. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And follow us on social media. Until next time, y'all. Be blessed, y'all.